Well, good morning and welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast for the California MBA featuring one-on-one -on -one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazzo, CEO of the California MBA. I'm very happy that you could join us today. Uh, before we get to today's guest, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Connect podcast sponsor, Incelerate. Thanks, Susan, and thanks for listening. This is Josh Wren, CEO and founder of Incelerate. We're grateful for our partnership with the CMBA and are committed as a company to help lenders close more loans. We do this with our customer experience platform that has a CRM, lead management, marketing, automation, robust content library, desktop and mobile applications. We do this to help you engage and stay connected to your current borrowers, referral partners, past borrowers, and potential new ones. If you want to find out why we're the fastest growing CRM provider in the mortgage industry, please reach out to us and ask for a demo. Okay, thank you, Josh. And uh, that brings me to today's guest. Uh, I'm very pleased to welcome Nick Pabarkas uh, from Loan Depot. Nick, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, oh, this is great. So I always, uh, I like to start out the, uh, the podcast interviews with just a little history, kind of how you came to the mortgage industry. Nobody ever says, oh, I wanted to be a mortgage banker when I grow up. So it's always kind of interesting to hear how people landed in this, in this business. Well, I, I, I stumbled into it kind of similar to probably a lot of people out there just um, almost by accident where um, I had finished college um, and, uh, and I, I was an athlete playing, playing volleyball overseas. And when I came back, my, uh, my college, um, uh, the booster was, uh, was in human resources at a company called Long Beach Mortgage. And so I was an English lit major. Um, which which explains a lot about our relationship, Susan. Right? We're all, you know, I certainly quote Chaucer a lot, right? As we're talking, it and all makes sense now. It all makes That's sense. Right. But uh, but you know, it was just basically, you know, here's an opportunity. Um, and this is before Long Beach was bought by Washington Mutual. Um, it was back in the, you know, in, in kind of the, you know, the old days of of basically uh, credit grading and credit uh, reporting and um, and so I cut my teeth with uh, with a, an interesting other uh, risk appetite there. Um, spent just a couple of years there and went over to Countrywide and was with the combined organization of Countrywide and Bank of America for probably 13 years. And then um, and then as as they had shuttered the correspondent unit at Bank of America amidst the financial crisis, uh, Stearns was was scaling. And so I spent uh, 10 11 years with with uh, with Stearns um, up through uh, the Blackstone acquisition and, and uh, the guaranteed rate sale. Uh, and most recently I'm here as the, the executive vice president um, for the third party channel CE here at Loan Depot. So it's been a, it's, it, it's been a wild ride. I think anybody who's been in it as long as we have have seen a lot uh, for sure. And certainly not for the faint of heart. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And you've seen, um, Gosh, I tell people, I'm like, well, I've run this organization through, you know, the biggest financial crisis since the Great Depression, and now a global pandemic. I'm like, what right. else you got? <laughs> what else you got? Right. Absolutely. Uh, you have, you know, a 
long history, of course, uh, in the mortgage industry, but I have always been impressed. You have two professional designations. You're both an AMP and a CMB. So I'd love to hear kind of why you value those professional designations and what made you pursue them. You know, I, I went through the, the as traditional of a road as you could get with the Mortgage Bankers Association, and, it, and it'll be a shameless plug for their for their education programs. No problem. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. But I um, I was turned on to the future leaders program from a capital markets lead at one of our correspondent clients. Um, loved the program. It was it was fantastic. And uh, I, I would I, I would recommend it for any. Um, any younger professional in the industry. Um, and I got hooked on not only the knowledge base that you get from those other designations, but from the networking that you that you receive. So I went through the future leaders, the AMP designation through the schools of, of mortgage banking, and then also the CMB of uh, the designation as well. And so um, so I teach at the school of of mortgage banking, trying to demystify pricing in capital markets. Um, and and um, and I sponsor uh, candidates through the CMB um, as well. But the but the biggest piece for me, not only was kind of the knowledge, but what was and so, you know, I find it so valuable that in our positions, it's impossible to know everything about every aspect of the mortgage business. And so I have probably two or three people in every segment that I can reach out to that and ask questions that I'm probably embarrassed to ask within my own firm around servicing, around operational infrastructure, around IT, around capital markets. And these are folks that I can bounce, you know, non-proprietary information off of and get an outside kind of uh, point of view. And so uh, that's what I found has been so valuable going forward for, for all of those. Right. Yeah. Now that makes a ton of sense. That's uh, similar to what I, I think I do from a legislative perspective. You know, mm, it's like, right. uh, I don't know the answer to this, but I know somebody that knows the answer to this. That's, and, right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Building, building those professional networks is certainly, uh, certainly key. Um, you know, kind of going back to our point about being in the industry for a long while, I think the folks that have been maybe only in the mortgage business for the last 10 years are a little bit rocked by what they're seeing in 2022. Um, what what would you say, what, what do companies need to be competitive in this purchase market that we're in? Yeah, well, I think that, you know, the past two years with $4 trillion market sizes has gotten, you know, the market and, and originators maybe even a, a little bit lazy or, We've um, some of our skills have sort of the atrophied as far as product in the marketplace, right? You know, I'm I'm always shocked when when I'm answering questions or even um, or even asking some of those questions around how a seven six arm behaves and what a sulfur index is, and those are the kind of things that if you go back into the you know into the mid 2000s um, where there was so much product differentiation in the market. Um, I think we have to get back to that. Obviously not the risk profiles of some of those product lines, but being able to cast a wide net in a purchase driven business where 85% of the loans potentially could be purchases at your firm. Um, being an expert on what ARM options are out there as an example, uh, the renovation uh, programs, different, uh, you know, the government offerings, obviously the non-QM of the product suite. Um, having a ballywick of that to be able to 
originate and and sell in a compliant manner i think is 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 critical and then under the backdrop of being with a firm and if you're leading one of those firms around the digital experience right you know as as borrowers become less and less patient with um with waiting in line for anything albeit um a mortgage i think it's it's critical that we enhance that and we meet those borrowers where they are right and as we're dealing with different other demographics right some of them do want to talk some of them do want to be on video some of them do want to meet in person a lot of them don't want that you know they, they want text they want chat they want a full i don't have to talk to anybody i just want you to provide the financing so we have to meet those borrowers where they are in the marketplace and all of those different mediums will allow us to do that yeah um certainly you know covid's pushed us to that more of a uh, um, a technology driven consumer transactions right and so you're right we have to that's what they expect for you know consumers expect for everything else they buy and they're going yeah. to have that expectation when they're getting a mortgage as well right right to leverage leverage that technology um it's funny yeah you mentioned non-qm so we you know flash back to you know the spring of 2020 when you know there wasn't a non-qm market for a minute and now it's you know everything you know people are, are talking about and certainly going to be one of the topics at this year's western secondary market conference um, yeah. you are chair of that conference this year so we've been around um longer than you've been around but uh it's pretty um, pretty important. It's our signature event for the residential uh, lending industry. We're excited about what we're going to offer this year. So I thought I might want to talk with our listeners a little bit about what they can expect at the event. Well, I think you and I are biased, but but I think that we have an amazing, uh, amazing group of sessions like that's really relevant to the market conditions. Like you mentioned on the non-QM piece, uh, huge, right? We've got, um, we have a, a, a slew of, of industry experts there. And in each of our sessions, um, we've really been able to lock down the best of the best. So things ranging from straight, you know, uh, the capital markets panel into a technology and how technology can assist in the secondary market. Uh, the CEO panel on how you lead through these sorts of environments, whether you're a CEO or a frontline manager, or just even within your your, your book, if you're a frontline salesperson. Um, I'm especially excited about bringing um, a Christy Furco out. Um, boy, uh, what an amazing ambassador for for our for our industry overall, and we're going to be able to sit down with her one on one, um, and that springboards into the, the empower session. With some of the some of the most amazing female leaders that you're going to find in this market, um, and you know, not to be outdone, you know, private label securitization, um, mergers and acquisitions. Like I'm, I'm hoping it checks off the box for everybody. It's got something for everybody for sure, um, but hopefully, it's got a lot for everybody, and that's and that's what what we're very excited about. I think you've done a, a great job at, um, like, you know, from the beginning, I know it was important to you to kind of develop that agenda that really touches on what, you know, what is really important in a critical year like 22. And I, I think you've done a great job and thanks Thank for you. your leadership for that. Yeah. We've uh, also got um, a pretty fun event on the first night, our all attendee party. Oh, I, I don't even know if I should talk about that because I get so excited. We so, have, uh, um, 
Yeah. So, uh, the Yacht Rock uh, band is, I think, what 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 everyone's kind of chattering about for sure. It seems to be this wave. Like, I live in San Diego, and there's probably half a dozen Yacht Rock bands that are playing, like, every weekend. And so, I think, Susan, for our other demographic, it really resonates. And, um, and so, I think it's going to be a ton of fun. But it's not just just the band, the um, um, the all attendee party, and the reason that we had moved um, uh, uh, the conference into the location that we have, which is the the beautiful of uh, the Monarch in um, Dana Point, is that we can keep everybody together, right? And that's and that's you know what I mentioned earlier about kind of the networking aspect. Um, there there again will be something for everybody, whether it be music and drinks and great food and and uh, entertainment. Um, that that first night will be one to to remember. So make sure that you're staying on site because um, there will be a lot of people that you haven't seen in a long time who were there. Yeah, we're we are looking forward to it. Uh, the band Yachty by Nature. Every time I say it, it kind of makes me smile. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> right. Love it. Uh, so, you know, I was thinking we were getting ready for today's interview about when you and I met uh, mm -hmm. years ago, but it was at the MBA's National Advocacy Conference. Yeah. And uh, I always host a dinner for the folks that are attending that are from our state. And I think that that's where you and I originally met. I know mm -hmm. that you've been a big um, you've been a big supporter of everything that we've done at a state level and at the national federal level with the MBA as far as advocacy goes. So I thought it'd be, I, I would like to shoot, have you share with the listeners the yeah. importance of the industry supporting the advocacy efforts of the state MBAs and the national MBA. Yeah, yeah, it was really what what got me hooked, you know, and, and I mentioned the future of the leaders program with the MBA and a portion of that is, um, is attendance at the advocacy conference in um, a DC. And um, and that and that conference, um, you know, for somebody who's from San Diego, um, and you know, and and hadn't really seen how the inner workings of Washington worked, um, being able to advocate on behalf of the industry in both Congress and and the Senate, um, it was fascinating, you know, and um, and. I come out of that with a with a renewed kind of sense of we need this. And the California MBA um, is ground zero for a lot of the national of the legislation that goes in. And so, Susan, your your work um, up in Sacramento um, really kind of shaped some of the natu uh, the national picture of this. And um, boy, I think it would it would take us a couple hours to go through all of the um, all of the bills that have either been pushed through or or, or thwarted um, based upon your advocacy and the advocacy for all of the member firms that uh, that participate to to shape residential finance for the for the entire country, and that's access to to capital for for for. You know, for for minority homeowners, um, you know, being able to create a level playing field for for companies to operate. Um, there are so many things that um, that really drive drive that advocacy view. I'm not sure there's anything more important, you know, in, in today's environment. So I'm fascinated by it. I'm passionate about it, um, and the work that that you do really deserves a ton of kudos uh, for the for the entire industry, Susan. 
So well, thank you. And you know, it's 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 members like you and industry leaders like you that make us strong. So I appreciate you being a good advocate for uh, what we do from a legislative and regulatory standpoint. Okay. And uh, thank you, Nick, for joining me today on Connect. Uh, really loved having you, and look forward to the Western Secondary Market Conference here in just a few weeks. Absolutely, I will see you there. And thank all of you for joining us for today's episode of Connect. If you would like to access any of our episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on um, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. We'll see you next week with another episode of Connect. See you next time. Here we go.